What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Think Like Me or Don't. My name is Brett Martineau. I am your host, as per the usual. This is episode three of season two, and in this episode, I start to doubt some things. Doubt myself, doubt whether this season of this podcast is valuable, doubt whether people care, doubt a lot of things. Um, I'm not going to say too much more about it, because I, I think this is a this is a raw emotion type of episode, so I'm just going to let it sort of speak for itself. But I can't go any further without mentioning, as per the usual, uh, anchor.fm forward slash think like me. Drop in your comments, your uh, audio messages. I'm super excited about that. Um, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, also, anchor.fm forward slash think like me forward slash support if you should feel so inclined to uh, drop in some listener support. Uh, without further ado, here you go. Yo, what up? Day 3 a.m. Tell you what, I am tired today. Uh, let's get the score. So business bank account, $273.57 with another 970 or something coming tomorrow. Uh, hopefully there'll be an invoice that's going to get pushed through today. Um, so I have some more. I also had another invoice get paid last night, which is great. Personal account, $44.66. Uh, a couple of website bills came out. I should be getting another 120 back. So I'll have about 150 for the weekend, hopefully by tomorrow, which would be great. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know, it is a roller coaster. I got, got up this morning and when I woke up this morning, sitting in bed and I'm thinking, I gotta get up and get to it, but I didn't, I just didn't, I just feel tired. You know, and I got I got thoughts playing through my head of like, oh, you got to get up and hustle. You know, what what does it look like if people, you know, if you if people know that you're struggling and you're trying to find business and it's because you're tired and you know not up hustling at all hours of the morning, what does that look like? And I'm wondering how much I really care. <laughs> Like what other people think, what other people, because I, I, I realize like I am part of a breed of marketer slash tech person that really, I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm trying to find the similarities and, and I'm trying to figure out if Sorry about that, we're back. People have the audacity to get on the elevator when I'm on it. <laughs> anyway, I'm part of a part of a group of people that like I I can't I keep wondering to myself like whether I give myself too much credit my expertise and my experience and my understanding and my knowledge and my value. Like, I, I wonder how much of, like I've, I've, I, I know other people that are in the same sort of scenario that I am. And I, sometimes I, I find myself feeling like I'm 
don't want to say better than, than other people, but I just have a, I have a unique experience. And I feel like I have a lot to bring and a lot of value, but at the same time, it's hard to justify feeling that valuable in moments like this where I have nothing. And I, I'm thinking more and more that maybe the solution isn't like a drastic change in strategy or a drastic, you know, difference in the way I do things, but rather maybe it, maybe what it requires is like a different type of person. You know, maybe the solution isn't me different. Maybe the solution is me plus someone else. You know? Or maybe I'm just not made for those things. Of course, even me saying that, I get annoyed with myself. Because I hate the idea of depending or needing anyone else. And so, even me saying maybe the, the real solution isn't that... Maybe it's not that I don't have value. Maybe the problem is that... I'm only valuable to the extent that I can focus on what I'm good at. But unfortunately, the end of that line of logical reasoning is that I need to go either get a job or partner with someone and give up the give up the autonomy, give up the, the power. You know, like one of the things that I like to do sometimes to. I don't know if it's convinced myself or just pep talk myself or what it is, but just to remind myself that I do have some value is what would happen if I, like if I just up and quit? What would happen if I stopped participating with people, stopped giving people help? What if I dropped on my clients? Like what, what difference would it make? What difference do I make? I feel like I do. I feel like my business does make a difference, and this uh, has turned into a turn. Just took a much deeper, darker turn than I expected this to today. But like, what? I'm just trying to figure out because I don't. I don't think I'm alone in this this struggle. Like people that are really good and have a vision, but like I can't get beyond the question of whether my like my value is so tied to such a small application like I know that everywhere I've ever every job I've ever had I know that I've done well and so I even though there's apprehension around like some specific things I have this faith in myself that I could do anything. But I don't know how much of my current expertise is me leaning back on my own accomplishments and just expecting the results to come in, even though I haven't really done the work. If that makes sense, like I can't, I, I try not to be hard on myself all the time, but at the same time, I'm trying to be realistic like with what's actually going on, because I feel like the solution to the issue, the solution to the problem, is not in 
again, trying to convince everybody else that I am valuable and everyone should pay me, rather figuring out a way, I don't know. Anyway, you can probably tell from my voice, I am particularly drained waking up this morning, particularly sort of exhausted with the whole, with the prospect of continually needing to focus on these things. And I'm like, I just feel so, I don't know, know trapped is the right word, but just so restricted, you know? Like, I'm, I'm by no means the smartest person out there, but I mean, I've generated a lot of money for people over the years, and I feel like, I just, I don't know, I can't help but feel like I've been taken advantage of at every turn. And maybe, I mean, this goes back to like, the complaining, like, you owe me type thing. I don't really feel like anybody owes me, but I do kind of feel like maybe another part of it is just the fact that, I don't know. I've just let myself get taken advantage of too much. Anyway, this has become very depressing. <laughs> and I apologize for that. The good thing is today there's stuff to do. I've got actions to take. There should be a $2,500 invoice going through and another $750 invoice going through today or tomorrow. Which again, like I mentioned yesterday, means that I should be able to at least make payroll on myself next week. Um, which would be nice. It's funny. It's funny how when you <laughs> when you uh, achieve certain sort of landmark decisions, like when I actually turned on the business account, I find myself. It was so easy for me just to have all my future invoices go to my personal account and just kind of keep going how I've been going, and that would solve some of the money money problems, but it wouldn't actually move anything forward. So now I'm like hesitant. I'm very, very hesitant to switch it back. Sue keeps telling me, you should just switch it back and just keep going like you were going before. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm all set to like take that next step. And I, I really want to move everything forward and I really, I really want this to become something, you know, but. I don't know what it's gonna become. It's funny, yesterday, for the first time, I felt a, a twinge of the, the, the passion that drives what I'm doing. Because so I don't talk about it very much with people. Like, I don't, really, I don't really have much occasion to talk about why I am doing the things that I'm doing. It actually gave me a little bit of energy. A little, little bit of energy. But it was interesting, because I was talking with him about... I... I, you know, I've, I've gone the route of the traditional agency setup. I could bring in clients. I mean, I have excellent referral partnerships. If I pushed and turned on some ads or started building a list or whatever, I could probably launch a, a traditional style agency just like anybody else's. But I just, 
I have an issue. What I was telling him was I have an issue with the way that agencies are run in this particular space. Like I have a, I have an issue with the fact that there's no sort of, I don't like this term, but like governing body. Like I want to set a standard and I want to open up people's minds, business owners' minds to a standard of operation with these agencies because I feel like everything is so manufactured. I talked about this last night. I feel like everything in this space, all of these um, agencies and all these business owners and people, it, it all just seems like a big checklist. Like, hear me out here for a second. It feels like running a business today in the digital world, like an online business, is all about finding the checklist, checking the stuff off the checklist, and then just making sure that you price your product to cover all of your costs. Which I understand sounds like base, like just basic business 101, but there's no soul in it, is what I mean. There's no, like, people are doing business, it's almost like they're just taking advantage of the fact that business is a thing, you know? And so, these business owners are perpetuating a negative situation among agencies by allowing agencies to overcharge them because they aren't committed to their own businesses at the same level as someone who has like a personal connection to it. So like, say I was gonna build a business, like I've, I've wanted to build a record label for a long time. Right? So let's say I'm going to build a record label. Um, I'm going to be way more personally invested in its success. And because of that, I'm going to take much more precaution in the amount of money that I spend and the amount of money that I make. Like I'm just going to be a little bit more careful. I'm not just going to throw money around. But I feel like because more and more people get into, they start their own businesses and they do it from the standpoint of, I understand the theory of business. And so I'm just gonna plug and play a product or a service of some kind and just run with it. And it's all just numbers and it's like a game, you know? And because they have that attitude, when they go to agencies, when they go to other products and services to help them create that business, they're not as concerned with the life and the blood of the business. And so it's easy for them to go find agencies and consultants and people that are shady at best, but idiots at worst, and bring them in because all they care about is a certain marginal return. They just need to hit a certain number. And if, as long as the person is good enough to hit that number, then everything's fine. But there's no real striving for excellence. I think that's the, that's the difference. It took me forever to get to that. But I think the thing that really bothers me is that there's, people aren't really striving for that same level of excellence in the way that they do things. And I think that that, because business owners have all, hold, they hold all the cards because they have the money that's going to pay. Like agencies, 
consultants, professionals, freelancers, people like me, we can't do anything. We have no value if business owners don't decide that we do, right? But if business owners aren't focused on excellence, then we've created this situation, this scenario where um, where we can't, like, we can't survive. And so in those moments, I think the thing that's annoying is that you've got people that are not good. People that are not good at all in this space that are uh, being successful, that are making money because they are willing to sell services that are not profitable. They're willing to sell services that don't do businesses any good. And worse, they're willing to lie and cheat. And to the extent that they can pull it off and not get sued or whatever, um, they can be seen and even referred to. But there's no, like, it's just there's this fostered attitude of mediocrity, of just being good enough. And nobody's really focused on true excellence. Now, I've said before, that I don't really believe that business owners should, should pay somebody just because that person says, like nobody, a business owner shouldn't pay a consultant just because the consultant says they're worth something, right? And I've said, I've made a huge deal out of the fact that value should be directly tied to someone's ability to get results, not to what they tell you. But I think there's also, I think it's nuanced. I think it's not, it's not to you. You don't go after the expensive ones. You only go after the cheap ones. I think it's, you have to find the balance between the excellence of like really taking care of your business and not overpaying. Really, I guess what it comes down to is I just want, I want consultants and agencies to think more about what they're doing instead of just following a formula. You know, maybe that's the word I've been looking for. Not manufactured, but formulaic. Like I don't like how, I don't like how everything in business today is like, okay, follow the formula. You need two parts A, one part B, three parts C, and this, and then you win. Because business, I don't, I don't feel like it's that form, I don't feel like that's the way that it should be. And I feel like you lose a lot of the, a lot of the beauty, a lot of the, the real growth that happens when a company has, is, is driven from, from an excellent standpoint, not just from a, like from a minimum viable product standpoint. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird concept, and it's hard to explain because I also believe in the idea of uh, I do very strongly believe in minimal viable product. Like I don't think that businesses should try and wait. I don't think businesses should try and wait. Wait until. It's funny I said wait. I don't think they should wait until they have the perfect thing before they launch. But I do think they should be striving for excellence. And I feel like the formulaic approach to business is detrimental to that. You know, like, I don't know. I don't really know how, I don't think I'm explaining it right, but, but the general idea is I wish that more businesses and therefore more consultants were focused on 
this idea of excellence and self-improvement where I don't think they are. I think businesses are more concerned with revenue um, than they are with like doing a really good job or like figuring out down or like figuring out what's the best thing for their customers. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. That's kind of my big thing, is, and that's what's been very frustrating for me, is because it's, it, I mean, it, like I, I keep saying this, but I, I, I have a feeling like I don't, I don't feel like I'm saying it right. Like I feel like businesses, feel like there should be standards. And I feel like more people, I think my biggest frustration, sorry for the the. for my inability to express this thought, but um, I think people need to be more self-critical. And I wish that in the world of business, more people were critical of self to the extent that there was constant improvement and nobody was, you know, I, I just, I'm sick of like people saying, I've got it, I've figured it out, I've got it all. Like, don't, don't, I'm already an expert. I already know everything. There's nothing more to learn. Because everything is changing. Everything in, in online marketing and business changes every day. Nothing, is, nothing stays the same. Like, every day there's some new technology. Every day we're on the brink of some, some innovation that's going to make pretty much everything that we're doing now completely obsolete. But people still sort of forge on with the assumption that everything is going to continue to, to be the way that it is now forever. And there's no, there's no like emphasis put on growth and on continued education and learning. And so I just feel like the whole system is broken. I feel like our, our connection with businesses and with each other and as consultants our connection with our clients and everything is I don't know I just feel like we need to step it up a bit so anyway um, I will be checking back in with you this afternoon my goal for today is to get those two invoices paid so 2500 and then another 750 paid um, so we have that income Coming in, should be able to get it next week. Hopefully, I can actually make payroll and pay off some of these bills by next Friday. See you this afternoon. Peace. What is up? Day 3 p.m. There is actually a good chance that this segment is just going to end up in the regular podcast. And I might just kill the rest of it. Because I had this I had this idea, this thought that I would um, that I would like be creating some sort of groundbreaking revolutionary piece of content or series of pieces of content. And I think it's just mostly just me wanting, you know. 
me having some sort of whiny expectation of um, perfection and of like a road with no issues, a road with no problems. And I just, I don't know, it's only been a couple of days and I've already felt like as I, as I do this, I'm, I'm like looking for something to be sad and upset about, like to be dramatic about. I don't know, maybe I'll just keep it. And, Maybe the, the, the process of me getting a little more in touch with myself will be, if not entertaining, at least um, valuable for someone to look at, I guess. I don't know. Um, so I had a little bit of a breakthrough today. And the breakthrough was, I realized, so I talked about it a little bit earlier. I think I tried to, actually, but I didn't. I don't think I actually kept the recording because it didn't work out. Anyway, um, I realized I have been leaving, I have not been taking advantage of all the resources at my disposal because I created this whole service that I like productized um, called the, oh, I had it, it was called the audit before, but I've rebranded it to the game plan because I think it makes more sense to focus on the recommendations more so than just the research but I realized that's something that I can put consistent and constant um, ad money behind because it's it's pretty specific like I know what it is I know what the delivery is I know why somebody would need it and I can I can pitch it not just as you need services or whatever it's not something that I necessarily need to drive people into a consultation for because I can tell them, like I can just, I can make some basic assumptions about who they are um, and about how much they know about me. So I can just assume that a certain percentage of people that I drive, because I'm targeting Infusionsoft users, so Infusionsoft users by and large know who I am, or at least they've heard of the name, and I can drive uh, traffic straight to like a, an order form that's designed like a sales page and a certain percentage a small percentage but a certain percentage of those people I think will just buy it now of course we'll see um, I'm gonna run a hundred dollar test and see if what comes of it but I my assumption is that if I can get people to buy that introductory service profitably like, it's got to be a, a significant profit, but if I can get them to buy for, you know, less than $150 a pop, then I can, I can create my own pipeline of ongoing clients and revenue with paid clients. <laughs> because the whole point of the, of the game plan is that I have, um, there's no... There's no tail on it. It's like you pay this much, you get this thing, and that's it. And if you want to pay more, then you can for me to go do stuff, but you don't have to. And you can take anything that I say and go give it to somebody else. In fact, I have a good example that I could that I could show of um, somebody that I did an audit for. I came up with the plan, gave it to them, and then I handed them over to another uh, consultant who is now delivering on what I said they should do from the game plan. Well, we'll see how much of what I said he ends up actually doing, but 
Um, but it's kind of cool. And then in addition to that, I realized that, so I had a, this guy that was supposed to, that wanted to sign up for it before, but then he was having, having doubts. I offered to throw in some time uh, for implementation and I realized that could be a great promotion. So I put this thing together. We'll see how it does. I don't know how it's going to do, but I put it together with the idea of like building in people's minds, like the whole, the promotion is around like cars, like driving nice cars. And the idea is if you, if your business was a, a nice, like a race car or a nice car, would you know how well it's, it's, it's running? Like, would you know if you need to put higher octane gas in it or if it needs better brake pads or any of that kind of stuff? Like, would you know? And the answer for most of them is gonna be no, obviously. So the idea is helping them to see that even if they, I think the thing that's cool about it especially is that it plays on the whole idea. Everybody, when they go to the mechanic, they go and get their car checked up or they get their oil changed. The dealership or whoever does the thing always says, okay, so we found all these other little things that you should do, that we recommend that you do. And everyone's always like, ah, it runs fine. But if you, if you treated your business the way that you treat your car in that way, think about all the money you'd leave on the table. If you don't spend the money, number one, to figure out, like to, you, you do a good job actually going in and, and you know, getting people to, um, having an understanding of what's going on in the business and you know with your car at least because you you go in for the checkup you go in for the oil change or whatever but I can imagine I mean most high school kids don't ever get oil changes right most a lot of people don't ever get oil changes because they think ah the car runs fine but I think business owners who understand the value in upkeep the value in keeping something at a certain uh, level of efficiency will understand the, the vision. They'll understand sort of what I'm getting at, which is take care of your, your car, take care of your vehicle. And, and the, I, I tied the metaphor together with the whole line about they need to be the driver. So they're not, I mean, Dale Earnhardt Jr. doesn't, he's not his own pit crew, right? He drives the car and he's got a team of people that handle making sure that the wheels are right. He's got a, a whole pit crew and a pit boss that handles all that stuff. And they watch the, they watch all the monitors and they let him know how everything's performing and give him guidance and direction on what needs to happen. But he drives the car. That's his job. Um, and it, I mean, driving the car takes more skill. You know, the, watching the the numbers takes experience. It takes an understanding of the way things work, but it doesn't necessarily take as much of the same skill. So anyway, the promotion I think has, I think it was pretty good the way I put it together. Um, it's, I started launching it tonight. It's gonna run over the weekend. Um, I gave people until the 30th, so basically until the end of September to sign up and they get some free time to, to push it out. And what I might end up doing actually for the future is just leave that, just have it be a, like an evergreen promotion where people only have a certain amount of time. What I would like to do is set something up where I can automate the process of like following up with people about it. 
I just, at this point, I don't have enough information about what questions people have. So right now, basically they, I send them straight there and they buy or they don't. At the bottom of the page, there's a link where people can go to my appointment scheduling thing, schedule an appointment to talk about it. So what I'm hoping happens, and then I also have like a little Facebook chat widget thing on there where if they have questions or whatever, they can ask them. And so what I'm, what I'm hoping happens is I get a couple of people to buy, maybe, I don't know. Um, but if I don't get any of that, then at least I'll get some data from people giving, asking questions and coming up with, like just giving me some feedback on what it is, what their questions are, what their concerns are. Because then what I can do is change it from a sales page um, that's the order form and make it more like an educational process where I can do a video series, um, like break up the whole, the whole concept into chunks and do like a video series or like a video, um, like a whiteboard workshop type thing where I give some value, some content and then, but they opt in for that. Then the follow-up is all around who I am, you know, introducing myself, giving people the backstory, why they should trust me, giving them some testimonial videos and some testimonial emails and stuff, and then making like a, make more of a, a pitch where I can always offer them those hours, but then always take the hours away, right? Um, so it's, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes, but I feel more like a business owner now. Like I, th I feel like earlier today, I was I was in, I was kind of wallowing a little bit. I, I mentioned I woke up kind of tired, and uh, so I was a little bit wallowy most of the day. And and I'll be honest, this, so I do feel more like a business owner. But the problem is, this is the this is like hat. The hats have shifted now. When I take off my doer hat and I put on my business owner hat, it's uh, it can be dangerous for my for like the client work because I found myself today wanting to spend more time and energy on the promotion, and I actually have projects that need to be completed before the weekend for my clients, and those things start to slip. So I actually I dove back in tonight and uh, finished up some stuff. Um, for some clients and I got some more work that I'm going to do tomorrow to make sure that I'm on top of everything. But yeah, it's great. I mean, when you're, when you're a one man shop, that's part of the reason why I think it's important that I can make some things happen in the short term so that I can have some revenue so that I can bring on some external resources. Like I think a VA would be immensely valuable to me. Um, but at the same time, you know, it might get to the point where, um, where, you know, maybe we get into a rhythm where we don't need that. And I can just focus on the individual processes. Cause that's really, really what I want to be able to do is say, okay, it's Monday. This is what I'm doing today. I'm focusing on this part of the pipeline and you know, whatever it is, it's coming up with content to feed the front end or it's making a video so that we have cheaper, um, cheaper audience views or whatever, you know, for something in the future. Or it's Tuesday, that means I'm in sales calls. So all my sales calls are on Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever, and they are selling audits, right? 
and then Wednesdays is delivery. So I'm doing work for clients, I'm doing audit work, whatever it is. Friday is also delivery. And then Mondays are, you know, we're back at it doing the same thing. Just so I can focus in and it's more about what I don't need to focus on in those moments. That's really what I would like to be. Anyway, so we'll see how this promotion goes. Um, I feel good about it. Um, I feel like I've finally done something that makes sense. Uh, something business owner-esque in the last couple of weeks, which I think is good. And the best part is this opens up the avenue. Like I, I am I'm kind of banking on this, but I'm also open to the fact that this might not be the thing that works. But this type of entry level, like entry point service could be something. I can mess around with the price on it. I can do promotions around the price. I can mess around with what exactly is offered on the front end. Um, but I think there is something to be said for a product that is fairly universally applicable to a business that I can charge a fairly high ticket amount for and then let the rest of the chips fall where they may. Because the truth is like, if I can fill the very top of my funnel with paying customers, it's very, very easy for me to fill the rest of it with the ongoing business. And that then becomes something that I can fulfill on in the long term. Because if I, like if I've got, if I've got apprenticeship clients, let's say I've got 10 of them, and I have apprentices that are doing most of the delivery for those people, then my time could potentially just get split between performing audits, which I would still do myself, and um, managing apprentices. So I could spend two days a week doing audits. And let's say I did, let's say we sold an audit per week, right? So that's, you know, I think it's 10 grand a month right there. And then if I've got 10 businesses doing the apprenticeship, that's 10 times 3,500, which is 35,000. That's almost 50, 50K a month, you know? So you get pretty close to a million dollars a year working, you know, three days a week, which would be nice. And then it's just about creating content for the front end and some of those pieces. So, um, Anyway, I think it's uh, it's very interesting and it, it sort of shifts my perspective. The one thing that I'm still not quite sure of is how this works long-term because it, it still requires that I be a part of it. And like the audit, maybe the value long-term is doing more audits because those, the more of them you do, the easier it is to actually productize that. You know what I mean? Like turn it into a, a systematic approach where you can say, you know, this percentage of tags that are not part of a, um, a naming convention gives you this score and this percentage of uh, campaign images that are, that don't follow, a, you know, like how far you deviate from from whatever the control is, that would create whatever the score is. So that, that's kind of the idea is I want to be able to give like a tech, business tech score that's a little bit more in depth than a lot of the scores that you'll see. Like there are companies that do that, 
tech companies that just have uh, a software tool that will scrub a website and it performs a test and then it gives you a bunch of, of data on that. But I want to I go a little deeper. Like I want to look at not just the quantitative piece, but also the qualitative piece, right? Because there's more to running a business than just how fast your web pages load. There's also like um, how, how hard is it for you to update campaigns that you have already launched? And it's like, that's a question that's hard for a machine to answer, but it's easy for me to answer because I can see it. So it's like, how do I, okay, that, that's part of the, the ongoing thing is how can I systematize and productize the, the scoring of a business, so to speak. So um, anyway, we'll see how that goes. And uh, we'll go from there. Peace out. That is going to do it for episode three of season two. Next week on Think Like Me or Don't, some stuff starts to come together. And interestingly enough, I want, I want you to pay attention next week because the catalyst for change was a meeting that I had with some colleagues and friends. And that's all I'm going to say about that for right now. But that was a huge catalyst for some of the changes you're going to hear me talk about next week. Also, the last two segments of next week's episode revolve and take place while I am traveling to and then on vacation for the weekend. Um, interesting little thing that happened while I'm going through this stuff. Some of this, it's well, I talked about it in last season, but sometimes taking time off is the best catalyst for forward momentum. So hope you enjoy it. Enjoy your week. We will talk to you next week. As always, I am your host, Brett Martineau. Think like, uh, sorry, anchor.fm forward slash think like me. Drop in your messages, drop in your listener support. We'll catch you next week. Peace.